This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Welcome back to the Ajima Show. It's your host, Peter Kim. And this is Unji Kim. What's up, Unji? New background, feeling good? I know. It's like crazy. I got lights. I'm out of the closet. Yeah. I'm not having pieces of insulation falling on <laughs> Fall me. Fall on top of you. <laughs> Carcinogens in the air. Yeah. <laughs> and the Wi-Fi is better. Like, shit, everything is better. You look clear as fuck. Before, I, I was like, I, I had to like try to like read your lips to figure out what the fuck what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I could be, I mean like I look so fuzzy as well. Like I looked like a cartoon. Yeah. You look you look real right now. I know. Yeah. Yeah, you look I look as real as you do. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> I need a little less definition. My the, <laughs> the acne scars are shining too bright today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's been sort of I like cleaned up this fucking whole thing. I got a yeah, I cleaned up this area, so so it's like kind of fresh. I'm I'm ready for the Azuma show. The Azuma Azuma show. show. It's coming! I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> it's coming. Yes, it's gonna be so fun. It's gonna be so exciting. Okay, do you want to? I'm gonna read this quick thing. Huh? This Quesadilla Supreme. This review. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, read us a review. Why not? Okay. This is this is after this is this is in. March 18th. So this is after the thing. After the shelter in place started. Yeah. Isn't this... Wait, can I show you what this... Where I am right now? Like, look at this. Yeah. Look at where I am. Okay? Look, okay. I got... This is a full-ass studio. Setup. Yeah. I love it. Like, You've got some lights. You got a bunch of uh, tripods. Yes. I got gels. You got gels. Like, look, I'm, I'm standing up. I'm standing up. You probably can't. I, I'm standing up. Yeah, yeah. We could kind of hear you. <laughs> That's cool. I love that. Yeah, and I'm in front of a. I mean, like it's just, it's all it's all very real. It's all happening. It's and very I was exciting. able to do this because I introduced a third into my relationship. Um, <gasps> I did not know I, you opened it up. <laughs> you opened your relationship up. I opened us up. Oh my god! Thank you. Um, a babysitter. And wow! How classic! How, how cliche of you. <laughs> the babysitter. I know. Everyone saw it coming. They. Everyone warned me. Don't ever hire a young woman. Uh huh. And I said, I'm not about that. Uh, vagina and vagina, vagina and vagina hate. Um, That's right. So no, I got a lady, and so like she was, she came. And so, and then I was able to do this. It was just like, it was just like, I For those saw... people who are listening, she looks, she's, she's in a like legit studio looking like, truly looks like you're on like the set of E, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, uh, what is, what's that show? And you like, E's like, um, I don't know, celebrity news break. It looks like a yeah. very, very, a fish. Like if I had, like, if I, if I could just... Like how, if you could see my stool, yeah. Like you know, and that, that would, and then someone was sitting next to me, or like there was a small box right here. Yeah, exactly. Upper right hand corner. Yeah. That's it. Like, oh, 
<laughs> can you believe what Lena Dunham said this week? Oh, shit. I do believe it because she's a wretched bitch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't have any hate for her. I know a lot of people hate her, but like, I don't know. She's doing her thing. She's chubby. I like, you know, I have a lot of things in common. We have a lot of things in common. We have tattoos. We're both chubby. <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> Ain't that, that's enough in Hollywood. All right. That's enough. Wait, how many tattoos do you have? I have one. <laughs> I have one. I want to get rid of it too, honestly. Where is it? Where it's is right it? here. Oh, on what my is left that? arm. It's uh, kanji. It's not even hanmun. It's kanji, which is like simplified Chinese letters and means yeah. yonggi, courage. And I got it because I was 17 years old and gay as fuck. And I was like, maybe if I stamp my arm with the word courage, I'll look at myself every day and I'll be able to come out. You know, is it was it really like that cognizant? Like you were you knew that's the reason why you were getting this tattoo. Yeah, I needed courage. I really needed something to like remind me. But um, the tattoo artist is a, was a white woman, and mm-hmm. she um, she was Karen McDougal, and she <laughs> Wait, a Karen tattooed you. <laughs> a Karen tattooed me. I was in Bayside Queens. There, it's a home of the Karens, and. Um, <laughs> The, she, you know how like in Chinese lettering every stroke counts. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, if you see here, right there, uh, uh. she missed a stroke. She didn't close that box. So every stroke, like you know, it turns it into a completely different meaning. Yeah. So it's supposed to say yonggi courage, but now it just says faggot. So. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here doing your bits. <laughs> no, it says nothing now, which is worse than faggot. Like, I, I might as well have an actual word than just nonsense like gobbledygook. So, wait, how, you want to, why don't you just get it closed up? You want to, or you want to just get rid of it? I might just get, make enough money and then when it, when laser becomes like an immediate thing, I'll just do that. Cause like whatever I don't I don't want to get it covered up because then it's gonna I have to get a new thing and then what I'm gonna put a fucking dragon around it I don't care I don't no care one asked about you to do a dragon you're I, the one that everybody's expecting all my all my high school friends they're expecting me to get a dragon a scorpion a, a fucking phoenix an Acura symbol yeah yeah <laughs> oh my god. I've, I've never gotten I don't have any tattoos I don't have any tattoos Good for you I mean No knock on anyone Who has tattoos But like yeah. At this age Almost 40 You're all of a sudden Gonna become the person Who has tattoos No That's a young thing You I decide on wanna, that maybe identity Maybe I'll get one Maybe I'll get one Where? I don't know I've always wanted to get Something right here Like on the inside here. Yeah Okay If you want What you do you want to get? That sort of a bitch What do you, you know want to get? Man? You know I'm gonna get a poem. Why are you even asking? <laughs> it's gonna be a she. <laughs> what are you? Why are you even asking? You know it's gonna be a poem. You know it's gonna be a courier new. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. I mean, I guess you know, like it, it, I don't, I don't knock anyone for getting t- tattoos, but mm-hmm. it just feels like a huge thing now. You know, maybe like we're just closer to our you mortality. Know, that, you know, it's true, but you know that's how. I can tell that I'm old. That's Why? how young people can tell that we're old. Why? We don't have any tattoos. Oh. You, you think that's it? You think all young kids have tattoos? Think about it. 
I guess. I guess I don't know any young kids. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I know, don't. I mean, I mean, I know I a guess lot comics. of... Yeah, sure. Yes. Comics. Yeah. Comics that are like under the age of 25, all of them are tatted. Damn, I guess it's a cultural thing. It's like yeah, a, gener- I mean, it's I mean, a generational accept- thing. It's way more accepted now. Kids get it at 18 like it's no big thing. Damn, like, my mom totally fucking normal. freaked out when I got my tattoo. Oh, yeah, my mom would she still die. She freaked out. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't she? You know, I'm watching Housewives right now, and um, the New York City season, there's a new girl named Leah, a new girl, a new lady named Leah, and she um, is tatted up everywhere, and it looks good on her. Like, she yeah. looks like a bad bitch, right? Like, I'm really into that look. And um, all the Upper East Side ladies, they're all like, Ugh, you have a tattoo? Ugh, yes. What? It's no. I don't talk to people with tattoos. It's there's already there's so much stigma from the older mm-hmm. generations of it being gang related, of it being you know a, a, of a certain bad class. people, seedy people, seedy people. It's yeah. about being like a bar floozy, like you're yeah. a specific type of person that likes, like it's a record, like. I'm literally saying everything in my mind like my mom would say, which is like, rock and worker. <laughs> rock and roll? You mean like rock and roller? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like she's like a rock and roker. Rock and roker? <laughs> rock and roll girl. Except she says Oh, rock like, and roll girl. Yeah. <laughs> rock and yeah. roll. Rock and roll, yeah. as if it's a yeah. bad thing. And yeah. Now, if you say the words rock and roll, you're like, are you an alien? What the yeah. fuck are you saying? Rock and roll? <laughs> you talking about but i mean like that there is that association with it and that's very much uh, our generation because the people younger than us they don't have that shit yeah everyone is tatted everyone's tatted yeah it used that's to be like know, an indie, like alternative or like mm-hmm. things and people who are in niche side of subcultures but not yeah. everyone the now everyone has people, it the most basic bitches get it oh yeah that's why i don't want it because I, I want the reverse look now i want to be so straight edge i'm cool <laughs> Yeah, I guess maybe that's where it's coming back around. Yeah, yeah, back yeah, around. yeah. That's right. <laughs> I mean, that was the whole punk scene, right? Like being completely straight edge and like having control over your desires yeah, so and body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah, yeah, subset of it. Wait, are you are you gonna try? <laughs> My boyfriend just walked in, wearing overalls, shorts, overalls, like a damn cutie. Come yeah. here. No, they can't see you from there. Come here and show up. <laughs> oh, look Help at me. it. No. <laughs> she's so she's squealing and screaming. He can't hear you. No. Um, all right. Let's get into the show. Right. How all about right. let's How about read this uh, review from our friend. Oh, yeah. From 318-2020. That's right. Ilya Sam. Oh. Fuck listener. This is a review. And it says uh, the na- the title of it is Quesa Dilla Supreme. Quesa yeah, Dilla that's Supreme. the user. That's the user. Okay. Yeah. And the and it begins uh, LESM and the review goes. Fuck listener here. Mm-hmm. I am so glad I found this podcast. Even though I am not Korean, as a POC with immigrant parents, I can still relate to a lot of the cultural topics you guys talk about. Yes, that's what we always talk about. Connecting listeners across cultures through shared experiences in this way is a beautiful thing. Oh, my huh. God. This is like really well written. It um, is. Also, also, you guys absolutely kill me with your humor. Oh. The episode where Peter talks about buying a pet stool for alternative <laughs> What the fuck? 
<laughs> I just copied and pasted this. I didn't even read this one. That's funny. I won't ruin it for those who may not have heard it. Please don't Penny ruin it. laughing hysterically. Please keep the episodes coming. And I hope you guys do a, can do a live show at NYC in the future. Oh, thank you. Thank yes, you, fucker. We will try. Oh, I love our I mean, Fox. This is literally our dream. That's our dream. One day uh, the vaccine hits or there's like a new class, subclass or super class of people who have gone through COVID and uh, carry antibodies, something. All right. Speaking of which, oh, hold on. Before I get into catch up, let me just do this. Ajuma show, Azuma show, Ajuma yes. show live on Zoom, 529 Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. You know it. Uh, register on the Eventbrite. You can Google for it. Search for an Eventbrite. Go to either me, uh, Unji, or the Ajuma show pages, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, on our bios. It's all there. Go look for it. Go we already have, uh, we're almost sold out, by the way. We're, really? al- we're almost sold out. We're, uh, capacity is 100. So hurry up and go get it. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you got to be there. You got to be in the room. You got to be in the room, baby. Room where it happens. Room where it happens. Room where it happens. Uh, me, Unji, we're going to be doing comedy. Nori Reed's going to be doing stand up, a guest comedian. She's one of my friends, How to Hear in LA. Incredible stand up. So funny. So cool. Uh, we'll be playing some games with her, with you guys, only with our Patreons. Yes. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like writing a slideshow. I, I have shit ready, bitch. I am stealing images from the internet. So you better get your ass to this show. All right. 529. We're stealing shit from the internet for you. <laughs> for you. For free. It's a free okay. show. Come. Um, also, if you can't come, don't worry about it. I know like getting on a Zoom, you know, it's who, who wants to do it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, so if you want to support us a different way, post about us, uh, become a Patreon, donate to us at Ajima Show uh, on Venmo. We're going to be splitting the proceeds with our producers mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Nori Reed. We, you know, we're paying everyone out. We're not being trying to be Chandori Sekider, you know, so like we're, do, we're doing it. <laughs> Right. All right. Uh, quick catch up. So before I go into this um, this pitch that I'm doing, I crazy. am. Um, I know, so insane. It's it's crazy. <laughs> but I um, I got at, so did I tell you I sent out right before COVID, like October November ish. Okay. I, um, I did like a weekend in San Diego. Yes. And this headliner, Alex, he was like, you're really good. You should be headlining. And I was like, tell everyone, please. <laughs> I love doing this. And he go, he was, you know, I'll send you a couple of emails. So he sent me emails. I sent this to you, right? Like the no. club list. I didn't send this to you. No. Oh, I'll send it to you. Sorry. Uh, I got to, I got to have this because I have an upset stomach. I'm having some. Oh, that's okay. Go for it. Drink it up. So I, um, he, he sends me these lists of comedy clubs and their contacts to and bookers to like submit your stuff to so i write an email out and blah 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 and i send it to my reps this should actually go into like the patreon user chat because it's hot tea tea? let's give let's give the people a sample so basically i go to my reps and my rep go one of my reps goes you know emails like this don't really work out and i was like who really and she goes, yeah, why don't, you know, the way this usually works is that you have to become friends with other comics and then they bring you and then introduce you to the club and you start featuring, hosting, 
doing smaller sets and then you work your way up to become a headliner and she's like talking to me like i'm fucking an idiot yeah that's and what I'm I'm like, like, which rep put it in the chat so I'm I can not, see. okay i'll just <laughs> this is so silly and stupid um because I, I okay that okay. is okay but isn't that you name in trouble with this exact same person before yes this is the same person yes i've had problems with so um i was like deeply upset by it and then at the end of the email she goes listen why don't we um try to like work on some small i have some contacts with clubs we'll get you in and then we'll 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 do it the right way quote right way (laughs) and i email her back saying hey I get, I understand how stand-up works and I understand how you have to go from here to here to here. The reason why I hired you is to skip all that. (laughs) (laughs) Did you really send her that email? I was like, why do I, why do I need you if I could do this on my own? What are you doing? What's your job and what's your 10% worth? Having listened to Peter Kim talk to his reps... (laughs) <laughs> I scream at them because here's the thing like I'm not I'm not trying to be mean to my reps I want to be friends with my reps yeah. right the better the relationship the, the better of course but I just don't understand that that when they are saying you're the boss you pay us but why ain't you working for me you're just waiting for the scraps to fall that's not how this works and yes. if you say no honey get in line. That's how it works. Guess what? You don't need to be my rep. I need someone crazy like me. You know what I mean? Like I don't need someone more subtle and meek than me. If I could get the job, I'll keep the 10%. I'll buy my mom a new fucking bag. She'd been asking for it for years. So (laughs) anyway, so I go through all this and I send out an email to like, I sent out like 65 emails. Wow. And the return rate is shitty. Some of the emails are indeed bunk and yeah. do, do not work anymore. Of course, that's what happens. And But I do get a few emails back saying, loved your tape, would love to book you. Great. And so I got booked and then COVID happened. And yesterday I got an email from this club from Tucson, Arizona saying, hey, are you hunkered down or can you come? Do a weekend. When? I I asked. I don't know. But I think they're open. You know those like states, South, Southwest? They'd be out of control. Like oh, Texas. Yeah, they're is, open. They're open. They're fully open. Yeah. No ma- no like guidelines. Yeah. Nothing. Just uh, I think their governors. I think Nevada is as well. Arizona, yeah. Nevada, all of them. Las Vegas, like I think their governors yep. are just like, uh, try your best. Yes. That's it. That's all they're doing. So I'm nervous. I don't know what to do. Uh, what would you do? Being as thirsty of a, you know, comedy bitch as I am. <laughs> uh, my first instinct is, okay, I'll show up. I'll have a mask, whatever. Let's go. I'll bring my own microphone, whatever. Let's go. What's the dip? What's the, why is this a thing? And then I started thinking about, well, it's a whole weekend of shows, not just like a one spot. And, and I'm up there ha- headlining. For I'm a doing a 45 time. to an hour. People are laughing, coughing. 
you know, projecting their spit spittles. <sighs> you know what they need to do at comedy clubs? I know this is crazy, but maybe do like a plexiglass. So you could see me, I could see you, I could hear you, you could hear me, but none of your spittles could get on me or vice versa. Like a penalty box? Yeah. <laughs> like a uh, like a Pope mobile. They should just have the uh, the first row start further back. Oh. Oh yeah, I'm into that. Sure. But like the thing is, it, 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 it will help you. Yeah, because gravity will take my spit to them. Yeah. But but they're also spitting on each other. So they, guess, it doesn't protect each other, them they don't, against yeah, each other. But for me, I'm elevated, yes. hopefully. Unless it's a raked stage, which I'm like, what the fuck is that? What kind of club has a raked stage? I mean, how much is the money worth it? I don't know. I have to figure it out. But and when is it? I remember the original, um, the original uh, thing was like low. It was seven fifty for the weekend. That's good. That's pretty good. But at, at, during COVID, that needs to be like three thousand. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, what am I risking here? Like a weekend in Tucson for what? You, you know? Drive so out like, there. I'm not gonna drive. That's like eight hours. I'll fly. See, I have to fly. I don't know. I'm like talking myself out of this now. Like, is this worth it? Yeah, I mean, if you drove. If I drove, it would be more worth it. And That's you guess 14 hours in my car alone. Oh, well, are, are they? Are, well, are they going to pay for your hotel? Yeah, they, they do the whole like. Do they, they have a comedy condo or are they going to have a hotel? I think it's a comedy condo. See, that's the yeah. other thing. I'm not trying to stay at some nasty ass like cum stained condo. Ugh. But that probably also hasn't been cleaned. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Not just uh, come covered. I mean, you can still be covered and come and still be clean. I, <laughs> like, that's what all that's hotel true. rooms are. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's just clean cum buckets. Yeah. <laughs> I don't but know no, if it's that, worth it. That would be different. That would be different. If, there's, if, there was a, if they were paying for a hotel, it was more money. I guess it was closer. Yeah. Yeah, maybe if if they if a San Diego club was like come down for a weekend, I yeah. would totally do that. I could even drive back every night. But Tucson, is it not Arizona, San is bad. Huh? San is it Diego? not in San Diego is bad. What the COVID? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it's the same everywhere, really. Like, how much less bad would it be somewhere? I mean, there are places, some towns where there are no reported cases. That's true. You know, and like Tucson just being so less populated, but it's still a pretty big town. It's a pretty it's big a pretty town. City. In Arizona, it's probably what? First, second biggest town? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I'm kind of in a, I have to get back to them, but I first asked like what, when, just to be like, because if they said December, I'll be like, I'll take it and then I'll figure yes. it out, you know? But if they said next week, no, I'm not doing that. Because even in December, you don't know what's going to be happening. Exactly. But at least that's far enough into the future. Like, for example, I got into a festival mm-hmm. in Bloomington, the Limestone Comedy Festival. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I, it got moved from the summer to now September, but they still are not, fig- they still don't know what the exact dates are. So, yeah, the writing's on the wall right now. It just feels like it's, it, it feels premature to jump back in. Yes. Yeah. 
I mean, people are trying to open up, though. I mean, my son's preschool is trying to open up, and they're like, I know of several parents that are sending their kids back. Damn. Fuck. That's so crazy. Why not just write out the rest of the... I mean, it, it's May. It's the end of May already. How many more days of school do you want? Well, I mean, it, this is for, quote-unquote, summer camp. Oh, okay. Ooh, yeesh. Are you, yeah. you're, not, you're not doing it. You're keeping him at home? Yes. Well, you got to tell us about this. Uh, what happened Wait, you with know, you? you know, you know, is, this, is that your ketchup? Is that your ketchup? What about the other thing? No? Oh, oh, I've been talking for so long. Um, quickly, <laughs> very quickly, I am pitching a show right now to, uh, I shouldn't really say who, but I'm pitching a show, a TV show right now. A for kids, a famous television, for, for, <laughs> for a famous television network. For a television network. Um, that's famous. With, uh, that's famous. <laughs> yeah, <what? laughs> yeah, it's not for oxygen. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's famous too. <laughs> I, I would pitch to oxygen. Don't get me wrong. I'll pitch to anyone who's willing to listen. Yeah. But my college best friend, Steve Song, and I have reconnected in LA uh, in the last two years. And we were like butt buddies in college we're like we're 19 years old we met yeah. three days before 9-11 and when 9-11 happened i was at his house at like you know seven in the morning watching yeah. it all happen and i just i don't know something happened in all of us where we all kind of were like fuck it let's live to the fullest mm -hmm. and we partied harder than we've ever partied before we were 19 so duh but anyway we uh i just ended up sleeping at his a house that uh, on 9-11 and I never left. I, I was that guy. I was like Dupree on the couch. You know yeah. what I mean? So we became best friends and he, he, we both went to very smart schools. He's a very smart kid. And we, he was my first comedy partner. We were, we started doing sketch comedy together. We were doing um, comedy videos together and editing videos together. Cool. It was, it was just like the coolest, most collaborative and the most fun and the easiest thing. And then in 2005, after we graduated, in, we met up in a Starbucks in Times Square and we wrote a uh, spec pilot of The Office and we were like, let's go. We're doing this. We're fucking, let's go. We're, we could do it. And then um, life happened. And then we, we, let, we went to different cities and we moved to different places and... Uh, and then, you know, we, we just kind of came all the way full circle and we met up in L.A. 15 years later. And that's crazy, we, crazy. And this is a friend before I came out, before I knew everything, you know, yeah. like before I started doing comedy. So he's like my old, old friend. Mm -hmm. But now we've like reestablished this friendship. And it's like, of course, we miss 15 years of our lives together. Right. We, we, you know, said happy birthday, whatever, like Merry Christmas, stuff like that. But didn't really like work on the friendship for 15 years yeah you guys weren't in each other's lives yeah and it was kind of like out of sight out of mind yeah and now that we came back we started like talking about you know what are you doing he's an actor he's a writer and i was like oh okay cool well i'm doing this i'm doing that and he was like wait should we work on something and i was like oh yeah i mean we used to work on stuff all the time and yeah. then we started like pick, kicking around ideas and this idea stuck and i was like this there's something here mm -hmm. and i brought it to my reps and um they brought it to some people and now we're gonna go in and do a pitch that's crazy <laughs> it's fucking is he, what's he doing in la what was he doing in la what is he doing in LA? He's an actor. What was writer. he doing? Did he, he did he move out there two years ago, or had he? Been no, out he's there? he's been here for seven. Wow. Yeah, 
yeah, just doing the thing, you know, like doing little projects here and there, taking acting classes. Like he's not a comedian at all. He he's very funny, but he's not a comedian. He's he's never wanted to do sketch comedy or improv or stand up. Like sure. he just wants to be an actor. Like if he could be in a Korean drama, yeah, he would he would like live. You know what I mean? Like his whole life. He would get it. So, and, and he's very cute and like good looking and he still looks young. So he, that's his track, you know, like, and yeah. I'm the, like his grandfather once told us, um, we were like cackling up at his, at his house, like having a great time. He's like, you two are funny. You're like the Laurel and Hardy of, com- of Koreans. <laughs> Um, he didn't know Laurel and Hardy, but I just assumed that's what he meant. He just, he said, you two are funny, uh, one's fat and one's skinny. So <laughs> that's what I took. From and that's also the classic comedic That's team. the combo. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, one, or one is short, one is tall, but usually yeah. the short one is skinny and the fat, tall one is fat. Fat. Yeah. Yeah. It's a look, it's a, you know, it's a duality. He's very like meek and shy and humble and earnest and I'm very loud and stupid and whatever, you know, like it's it's good. But anyway, crazy. Yeah. So now I'm like, this is so good. And everything worked truly since we started um, like thinking about this show. Yeah. Till we just did our first practice pitch for my reps on Friday. Mm -hmm. That was four weeks. Isn't that crazy? That's What's like unheard he of. That's crazy. So it's what is he of. doing? That makes it feel so kismity. That, that's the exact word he's been saying. He keeps calling it kismet. He's like, there's something here. And you, what you know, the literal thing, you would love this because you love like poetic shit like this. <laughs> he sat, you've been to my house. He sat under yeah. the, uh, the mirrors and just mm-hmm. like in the chair and we were talking and we were just laughing. And I was like, you know, I can't believe we're here. Like. You and I are in LA now, you know? And he's like, Yeah. He's like, Why? Of, of course we are. And I was like, What do you mean, of course? He was like, We were always the dreamers. <laughs> I was like, You're right. Wow. Wow. Taksai, taksai. That truly got me. I was like, Oh shit. You're right. Yeah. Out of all our friends, when we were 19 years old, we knew from then. But it's anyway, crazy. yeah. So I'm, uh, thank You're you. So I, I mean, it's crazy. So is he married or anything like that? Does he have a girlfriend and he's out there? Or is he? He has a girlfriend. Oh, he has a whole story. I'll tell you about it like offline. It's yeah. like straight up K drama. Like the, the reason we started writing together is because of this drama he's going through with his to be mother-in-law. She's doing like exact K drama shit. Like my daughter is a liar. Like just like yeah. one of the. Yeah, it's. Cuckoo Kachu. Okay. Yeah. But very fun and good fodder for comedy. Okay. That's, I mean, that's crazy. The four weeks and like you guys able to do. <sighs> four weeks. In, that's in, kismity. Kismity. And, and yeah. all the like work feels like. Effortless. Yeah. Each character is like, oh, it's this person from our lives. Oh, yeah. Duh. Oh, it's this person from college. Oh, yeah. Duh. Like it's all people we know. You know what I mean? We're not inventing anything. We're just kind of like putting things on hooks. And it feels like... Yeah. I love hooks. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what's going on with you? Give us a catch up. Well, I I, I do love hooks. It's like a shaker tradition of putting stuff... I I, I, um, 
What's going on with me? I, you, as you can tell, I have just come out of the shower. Looking fresh. Yes, come out of the shower. Um, I have the first shower I've taken in maybe a week. I do a weekly shower now. That's my weekly. I do a weekly. Weekly? <laughs> <laughs> what? How? Doesn't, I do a weekly. Don't people complain in your house? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's your deal? You're, it's just too, you, you're too stressed Easy. to shower? Yeah. I'm too wow. busy. Wow. Okay. So I opened up my pod. We introduced that babysitter to our pod. She has been social isolating. She lives alone. She has not been on anything. She walks who, to my house. Who is this person? How did you find her? So she was his teacher. Used to be his <gasps> teacher. And she oh. used to come to babysit when she had gone. She goes to grad school now. Oh, um, okay. So she'll come by. And so she agreed that she would come by twice a week. Okay. Some weeks, three Okay. Um, cause she has like school and shit. She's still got stuff going on in her fucking life, you know? And, um, <laughs> and I mean, you know, I like, I truly at this point was like, I, I almost considered sending my son back to school. I am at that point. Like, I <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. You're like, you need some time. You need, need a some fucking time. breath. Yeah. So I invited her over. We did this. We, you know, she doesn't even really spend time in our house. Really? She like comes up through the back and then they look her and my son leave and go do shit outside. She doesn't really like to even oh, be inside. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That so makes sense. Why be inside someone else's house with their fucking germs and shit? Yes. If you don't have yeah. to, she's like really still being very careful. Good. She comes in to put him down for a nap, but mm -hmm. like, that's it. So that happened two days this past week and I made this <gasps> home studio. Wow. Like, I mean, like you saw, I like created, I, I like I, my, Productivity went up a hundred percent. Skyrocketed. Yes. Whoa! And then we went and uh, the on sun on the Sunday, no, on Monday for Memorial Day, we went out to his my husband's parents' house because okay. it's his mother's birthday. So huh. I brought some food. Um, we sat outside. We socially distanced, hang, hung out, did a social distance hang, and um, so at this point, I, we'd had two interactions with the babysitter sunday monday she came over sunday monday mm -hmm. monday afternoon we went out and socially distancing that night i started to get a fever damn yeah how scary yes legit like i was up at the it, like sweating through my pajamas like my oh husband my like God. getting up and like pulling <gasps> getting out of bed and oh. me getting up and him being like are you okay and i'm like I'm like through sweat being like he checking my temperature. I have a fever. And yeah. then I'm have to text his parents. Oh my the God. The babysitter. Oh my God. Did not come. <gasps> I had like another guy. He was, my husband was supposed to train a dude downstairs in this studio. Everyone had to be canceled. Literally a second I opened it up. The second I was <laughs> like. <laughs> a little bit of productivity. Like, Just no. No. Yeah, The world was like, <laughs> get down. <laughs> No, you're gonna just be unable to answer emails or I like legit. Slept. Let me ask you this: When did you get the mumsai? When did you start getting the fever on Sunday? Monday night. Monday night. Like when like, did you literally. put this studio together? Sunday. That's it. You fucking w pushed your body to the max. <laughs> you were like, I have six and a half hours total <laughs> while this fucking grad student bitch is taking my son around. I must create a dolly. <laughs> and you probably overexerted yourself to the yeah. max to get this thing done. I mean, it's worth it. You look incredible. <laughs> <laughs> you sound great. The Wi-Fi is amazing. 
Yeah, I mean, but like, it's you like, probably I, pushed it. It seems like I may have. It seems like because I feel fine now. I might have a little bit of upset stomach. You know, my, yeah. my, my fever is fine. I took a shower. Look at me. Yeah, this isn't COVID because if it was, you'd be coughing everywhere. You wouldn't be able to breathe. Yeah, so you I clearly mean, had did, something. Even else. if I had another symptom, it would have not gone away. Like I would be feeling right. bad. Or if I felt yeah. fine, I think the other symptoms are taste and smell. Mm. I can taste everything. I can smell everything too well. <laughs> like almost too well. I yeah. wish it would go away. Because <laughs> you know, I haven't been. I because of this, I haven't been smoking. So that's great. So I mean, I can taste everything. Really do you? Well. Wow! Look at that. The taste buds are back. Yeah. Now, do you crave smoking? Are you craving cigarettes right now? I I crave the experience. Yeah. Of winding down. Yes. Yes. This like you know what it is. It's like that like feeling when Koreans get when they do a soju shot. Yes. It's like that. that yeah. <laughs> I want to shoot on feeling all the time. All the time. Do you know? Do you know why I? So I got. I actually got um, a scrub, a body scrub that has yeah. like a- lactic acid in it. Oh. Because I need something to replicate what those ajimas do. That bikinanga. And yeah. I don't want to put in the effort. So I just want to. Sloth. I wanted to just slough off with chemicals. And lactic acid does that? Mm-hmm. It takes the off? Whoa. It's not that. It's not that. What it doesn't it? come off in that. But it's just like legit what that. Like that pikinango is the same thing as like the lactic acid peeling, like it coming off. Yeah, but what's coming off? Your skin? Mm-hmm. Oh, dope. It's exfoliating. Yes. Cool. But intense, intense. Ooh, it's like does, a peel. Yeah, it feels bad. If, does it sting? Yeah. Oh, I love a, a sting. Bit. Like, like, you know that? Oh, yeah. The decolletage. Yeah. It's like it gets a little bit that. Yeah, yeah. But you rinse it off right away. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, it is the same. It's similar. Texture? The, yes. It's uh. as similar as you can get to the pikinanga. Like, wow. of all the time. Because no, you know this. No matter how hard you... You Scrub do it to yourself. yourself. It's never mm-hmm. the same. No. I know. I did it today. I have a th- I have a new thea towel. Yeah. Because the old one was getting grody. So I got yes. it. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's scrub it. And I'm like, <sighs> and also the ankles, you can't get the right angles while you're standing up in a shower. <laughs> Forget about it. It's like trying to do self-fellatio. Like, it's just not worth the fucking cramps. <laughs> It's true, the ankle, because yeah. even the ankle, the, even the ajima has trouble with the ankle. The bitch got to get on a fucking stool. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One time this ajima, she had to jump up and get into my ass. Like there is, she, he, had, he had to figure out a torque. <laughs> he had to lever. He used simple mechanics. He had to use a simple yes. machine. To <laughs> Yeah, he had a pulley system. It was rough. <laughs> I mean, that's so. I, I I have had to resort to the most sophisticated white lady shit to get yeah. the there the, you go. You know, base level Korean shit. But yeah. but so like I mean, it's crazy. But like that that is to me the sad the saddest part of this. Like, because when are we gonna go back to King Spa? I, don't talk to me about that. I mean, how about this? Before you fucking go, I to don't want to think about that. Before you go to Tucson, you should try to get into a King Spa. Some sort of a Korean spa. A Korean spa. I don't know. Here's my, here's my decree. (laughs) I will not step on stage to do comedy Uh before I could get my te mirad. 
Yeah. But I just shared a Korean spa. And that's a promise. Because if, if it's not safe for me to do that, it damn well is not safe for me to do that. Yes. And yeah. that is an Ajima Show promise. That's a promise. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. We're the Faker after a fantastic turnaround. League of Legends is very lucky as an eSport because it has an undisputable greatest player of all time and face of the entire game. Ever since he burst onto the scene in 2013, Faker has been crushing the competition's dreams, souls, and will to even continue playing professionally. All right, and we're back, babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got this. I was reading this, so mm. I was reading this, um, what the fuck is this? Maybe this isn't it. Article? I was reading this, Book? um, I was reading this article on WTGW in Chicago about Korea Times Chicago specifically. How are we about Chicago? Worked, yeah, my mom worked mom for, Korea, for Times. Korea Times. Yeah. She, um, she worked for Korea Times, Jungang Ilbo, the Korea yeah. Central Times, and yeah. Joseon Ilbo, Joseon uh, all three of them in New York. Oh, wow. Yeah. She so, jumped around a lot. <laughs> so the this article is specifically talking about a uh, fundraising campaign. Uh, f- hashtag Save Chicago Media. It's basically supporting journalistic outlets that obviously have seen massive revenue drops during this pandemic uh, yeah. because no local advertising exists anymore. Bitch, that's what my mom's going through because she does advertising for her newspaper in New Jersey. And right. you know what she does now? She Her new job? Home shopping. Como ya? Like a QVC. Oh. She had to literally change her job to like packing boxes for home shopping stuff and like, yeah, doing inventory. So she, but anyway, is she go going? On. No, 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 no. She's just like fulfilling the things, okay. the orders. Yeah. But no, so this is exactly it. These are, obviously all these people, their income has evaporated because local business doesn't exist anymore. So right now, Chicago, Korea Time Chicago is basically relying entirely on grants to survive. Damn. And they've given them about $40,000 in matching funds for donations at something called savechicagomedia.org. So you guys can keep, you guys can, sorry, my son is, Saul! <laughs> Angie's son is telling just, her she's too loud. He's just like, no, you're loud. I mean, that you guys are a perfect pairing because you're both very loud. And you have the quietest husband. Quietest just, husband and father. Yeah, like this. He's like, Mom, why are you so loud? Oh, my God. He's okay. going to be saying that for the rest of his life. Just get ready <laughs> Um, so this basically, I, I, I just want to put this um, uh, link up on the, uh, when we tweet this out, but um, it's, the campaign runs through June 5th. I, this basically, all I could think about, Peter, mm. when I was reading about this, one, about how important Korea Times newspapers were to us as kids, like, before the internet, I mean, that's the only way that our parents ever got any news, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. 
And so with Korea Times, like, is the harbinger of what else? Like the death of local business, specifically mm. ethnic, Korean. I mean, just like reading this really came, like um, bored what the reality that came bearing down on me is like how different our cities are going to look. I talked about it before with all the Korean restaurants dying, but it's just going to be all of them. Yeah. You know, like just not just Korean, but just all ethnic businesses that don't typically all small businesses, even all yeah, yeah ever, all of them. And so many small businesses, so many small businesses are owned by immigrants. Yeah. I mean, imagine Devon street in Chicago, that whole Indian, Pakistani yeah. area like god damn Albany all of Lawrence Park. yeah all of Lawrence Albany Park like basically oh uh, Argyle Argyle I mean, the the uh, Vietnamese yes oh. so like basically the city will not only look different but like they'll be less ethnically diverse mm. right so like that's the reality about your city and like if you want to be um, if you guys are ordering food, please be sure to support small businesses, especially Asian restaurants that are closing at a faster rate than any other restaurant. Um, and the thing about it is, like, as I was thinking about, like, small businesses specifically, Peter, I mean, just inside of ethnic community stores and small businesses are such a central part of the community. Like, yeah. even there's always like an ajima that owns something. It's always like the Jungbu ajima or it's like yeah. this, like the the lady that works this store, this like everyone is an ajima or an ajashi. Like they're a public person if you own a store. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, like their community, the community. And so the fact that they don't, they're not going to be there. It's just like another person, another point person, another nexus of connection. Yeah. Right. Because like even all of my teachers, like every single math tutor I ever had, every piano teacher I ever had was like from some ajashi at the store. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I know someone. Let me hook you yes. up. Yeah. And so like those places that are going to start to die, not only was it, I mean, this is accelerating something that was already organically happening with our generation because we use the internet. We don't go to those places as much, you know? Right. Yeah. And so it's like, it's accelerating by probably about 15 years. What would have taken, would have been organic sort of slow death. Right. But not only, so that was the thing is like, we were all talking about how afterwards basically Retail is going to look like just Amazon, mm-hmm. Walmart, and, and Walmart. Yeah, and it's like that. That to me is not only is that entirely true, but it's like that means that there will no longer be any other. Like small businesses may survive, but fewer of them. Will yeah, ever I look think it'll get to maybe micro businesses. You know what I mean? Like Etsy ish. Like mm. I could imagine, like Ajumas kind of banding together and doing panchan changsa on uh, on Instagram. You know ah. what I mean? Something like that. Like my friend Steve Song, my yeah. my writing partner, yeah. his mom had a kage, right? Like yeah. all our moms, right? They had she they had a like uh, what are those called? Like Hello Kitty kage. Uh-huh. It was like stationary and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and of course that went out of vogue, you know, early aughts. Yeah. So it, she had to close down. But I remember going to his house. His mom made the best food. It was like always so the kan, mm-hmm. and the seasoning was perfect. It was so different from my own mother's cooking, which yeah. I famously hated. And <laughs> I loved her cooking. And I remember when we went to college, I was like, "How's your mom doing?" Like the store closed, blah blah. blah. He's like, "Oh, she's bouncing back because she's making panchan at home and selling it 
and driving it over to her church people because everyone at her church knows that her panchan's the best. It's the best. Yeah. So I, I it is it is a sad time definitely and go support your local businesses. But also, I know us. And I, especially like ethnic people, because we've had to deal with so much shit and yeah. so much war and oppression, especially mm-hmm. fucking Koreans. We are like the cockroaches of, uh, you know, uh, we are, we'll turn <laughs> in pronunciation? a cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say cucarachas. Okay. <laughs> and then I started with cock, cacaro, and then I had to just finish it off. But. It's something new. Try it out. Cacaroches. 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 Yeah. And not in like the diseased, you know, vermin kind of way, but like the illustrious, we will, we will win over anything. Survive. We will survive. And I believe it. And if there, that's another Ajima show promise. Like if you have any sort of sonjeju skill, some kind of like trade, isn't now the time? This is the time while everything's yeah. kind of in flux and being shaken out. This might be the time. And yeah. I have been watching more recently than not history YouTubes. I'm a yeah. his, I love history. I'm a history geek. Yeah. But I have been watching a lot of history, uh, especially on China. Okay. Ancient China. Okay. From like Han Dynasty, Tang Dynasty down. And Bronze Age down because I am very, very interested in how empires fall. And there are times in history, there are like three, four times in history where entire global, globally unconnected empires fell at the same time. Yes. Three, four instances. And now seems like that time again. So the reason why I'm mentioning that is that like we've all survived all of that. We can do this. I just think like we got to be one step ahead of everyone else. You know what I mean? I mean, civiliz- civilizations fail, but people survive. Hello, that's beautiful. You need to get that tattooed on your arm and <laughs> <laughs> simplify Chinese characters <laughs> and have a white Karen, white lady Karen tattoo me. <laughs> All right. Speaking of empires falling, is North Korea? On a on a tailspin. What do y'all think? Because this shit is fucking getting out of control. Okay, so obviously we know that uh, Kim Jong Un was in some kind of hiding. He was gone for a while, right? And now he's back, I guess, and, and touting his prowess. But a couple of things are happening in North Korea that's making me think, like, hmm, regime change. Is this real? I think it might be because. Um, after the decline of the nuclear, re, most recent U.S. and North Korean nuclear talks, mm-hmm. um, once again, on May 3rd, um, there was some fire, like gun, gun, gunfire. Is that yes. what it's called? Gunshots being traded back and forth at the DMZ, at the yes. demilitarized zone, which is the craziest thing to call it because it is so heavily militarized yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah. it's like what so for those of you who don't know the for the fuckers out there the dmz is what is that like 38th parallel uh fake border between north and south korea how it's big a, is it like how is you can see the other side you could definitely see the other side so and you could see like farmers on, on yeah. the north korean side so it's so, not that big. It's not that big. And it's highly, highly surveilled. 
And um, there we have beautiful um, fauna and flora there. Oh, gorgeous fauna. Yeah. Impeccable flora. <laughs> <laughs> That's where like when fucking dump ass Trump went over there and like stepped over with the Moonjain and, yeah. you know, that whole charade happened. Um, anyway, so there's been some gunfire and the U.N. is now, which is U.S. led, but the U.N. is now stating that North and South Korean troops have violated the armistice. That was signed back in 1950 when the end of the Korean War happened with the influence of America, BTW. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the Joint Chiefs of Staff in Seoul said uh, that North Korean troops fired first several bullets in the South Korean guard uh, at a South Korean guard post inside the border zone. So South Korea looked at this manual of like, what do we do now? And they responded with a total of 20 rounds of warning shots towards, but not at anyone. So that's apparently the way it's supposed to go. If you feel something threatened, threatened, you do multiple warning shots to be like, hey, we feel threatened. So if that was a mistake, you better know that we feel threatened right now. So cut it out. Um so that's what's going on. Apparently, this is the first time it's happened in the last two and a half years. There have been shots before. There's no casualties, at least no reported stuff, uh, hitting of people. So, uh, yeah, this is it, it's kind of a crazy thing to be happening because it's such a high tense situation right now, especially what's going on with Kim Jong-un. And uh, another thing that's kind of weird that's happening is Kim Jong-un apparently is starting to... Um, debunk some like crazy myths about his predecessors like his father and his grandfather so north korea there's a lot of these like supernatural myths about kim il-sung and his son kim jong-il coming down on a rainbow from the mountain (laughs) yes exactly Uh, it was like it was like it's a baby my favorite pictures of the baby going like this going down the mountain On that on the rainbow, yeah, Ma Pictozan, Ma yeah. Picto, yeah. They're all they're, supposed to be of the of that mountain, of that mountain, and the yeah. mountain has some kind of like godlike power that was given to Kim Il Sung to fight off the Japanese forces, and you know when no one else could, he's the one who rose. You know, like yes. anytime a despot takes over, there's mythos behind it, and uh, Kim Il Sung was no different. And one of the kookiest. Uh, myths that uh, that uh, the actual North Korean state media uh, we used to talk about is that Kim Il Sung used to uh, were was able to teleport, and it was this technique called chukchibup, <laughs> or it's uh, which stands for folding space, and okay. apparently that's what Kim Il Sung was a master at, and it was uh, the because of this technique that he was able to lead his like guerrilla forces to fight off the Japanese army. And this was touted and touted. And once North Korea became a thing and Pyongyang was established, the North Korean media would like send this propaganda out paper everywhere. And they'd be like, hallelujah, you know, like, you know, our our supreme leader. That's where the whole like supremeness happened. But anyway, Kim Jong-un is starting to debunk these things. What? Yeah. He admitted that this is just a myth. That this did not actually happen. Now, I don't know how many North Koreans living today actually believe 
that that happened or they yeah. attributed to the idea of you know the cult of personality or whatever so yeah, the way that people that are like believe in god but don't believe that the bible is verbatim but they still have yeah faith. exactly you still have faith on a higher power that watches over you but you're like oh, okay it's- the universe or whatever <laughs> um apparently there are all myths out there <laughs> that say that kim jong-un and his dad were able to control the weather as well yes like storm from the x-men yes uh, so the South Korean Unification Ministry said that this is the first known occasion of a Kim family myth being officially debunked in this way, especially by a sitting leader. So that is causing some people to say that stuff is there's changes in the wind because especially of Kim Jong Un's like um he studied in Switzerland and he has a lot yeah. of like Western European influences mm-hmm. uh, and also obviously American influences. So uh, they're saying that this is like a sign of um, things changing and shifting in North Korea. So, you know, I'm not here to say that, you know, is he dead? Is he dying? Is his like crazy sister rising to power? Who knows? I don't know. I'm watching. I'm excited. I'm at the edge of my seat. But one thing is for sure, things aren't exactly the same as they used to be. Yeah, the status quo is no longer. Nope, everything is happening for sure. That's right. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Kick-Ass Koreans. Yeah! Born on May 7th, 1996, and raised in Seoul, South Korea, Faker was raised by a single parent, his father, who believed that Faker was born to be a pro gamer. As a child, Faker played the MOBA Chaos, but moved on to League of Legends in December 2011 when he found the game while browsing the web. It didn't take long for him to become sought after by several Korean teams. However, having just entered high school at the time, the decision to turn pro was a tough one. In the end, Faker would drop out and join SK Telecom's T1 Secondary Squad, a team which was specifically built around his prodigious talents. The team immediately performed, topping their group during the OGN Olympus Champions Spring in 2013. SK Telecom will win a 52-minute game to get the 2-0 and come out of the group stages in Champions winner with a perfect score. Well that All right, we're back uh with the Kickass Koreans y'all. Key All right, today I have the wonderful Lauren Jin. She is the founder of Clay Cosmetics, C L E. I um 2 years ago went to this cosmetic this Shishado to look for, I was like, I need some help. I'm like seriously breaking out. I need cleanser, toner, blah, 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 the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Hook me up. They said they gave me something and then they gave me a sample of this clay, Mm C-L-E, toner. And it was so good. It was such a like delicate toner, but also like it really like cleared my skin and even my skin out. I was so upset when I got to the bottom of it and I still have it on top of my nightstand, not, not wow. my nightstand, but the whatever, because there's a tiny bit left and I don't want to use it because it's the last. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a lot of those too. Like, uh, yeah. um, I, I call them my, um, 
like my Oscar night preparation. Ah, it's like yes. it's like my favorite things of all of them. Like, yeah. like saving them for a very special night. And it's yeah, like- <laughs> that's great that there's like products we really love like that. And this is one of them. And when I was looking at looking up Clay Cosmetics this month, I was like, oh shit! Like it's a way cooler company than I thought. I just thought it was like minimal Korean, very cute, you know. But and it works well. Obviously, that's the best part. But mm. it is a cruelty free brand based in California. They use all natural ingredients sourced all from Asia, mostly from Korea. And um, they're known for not testing on animals and using natural stuff like natto gum, bamboo extract, uh, snow lotus extract. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Okay. That's so weird. Um, Anyway, uh, Lauren Jin, she's the founder. She went to Parsons New School of Design uh, for her BFA in fashion. Cool. And after that, she went to the Royal College of Art in in women's wear. Yeah. So she was uh, looking into fashion, fashion. She was never going to do cosmetics. And then in the final year, she decided to create clay. And she says, quote, growing up, my parents always encouraged us to embrace freedom and self-expression. Cool for you. Mm -hmm. Not something that I experienced. (laughs) (laughs) Show me a fancy gin. Yeah, okay. Gin? Okay. Gin shi. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, They actually enjoyed letting me experiment with different outfits or makeup looks. And I grew up with both parents really involved in my many style phases. Looking back, I didn't really realize it was because they were not able to do such things growing up in Korea. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a very forward way of thinking. Progressive. So not only were they, yeah, not only were they unable to do it in Korea but they were also very they must be very rich and fancy <laughs> yeah to be able to accept this yeah and, and to provide you know makeup is expensive and fashions are expensive and she finishes out by saying I think that trust and freedom really shaped me personally but also as a businesswoman to be fearless and just have fun experimenting Ooh. isn't that beautiful yes. oh, Lauren Jin you are kick ass Korean thank you so much for being you and having cool fancy parents to really like <laughs> root for you that's important you know yeah. and that I'm gonna think of this you know if and when I have a kid to make sure I'm that kind of parent for them so very yes. cool I love this I love this cosmetics line yeah. Oh, you, yeah. you've tried it too? Mm-hmm. It's nice, right? Yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah. Um, okay, so my kick-ass Korean is An An Chang-ho. Oh, how do An I know this Chang-ho. name? An Chang-ho? So, he is the father of Philip An. Philip An? Yes. You know Philip the, An? The, that first actor? Yes. That, that old, old the, school actor from the 20s or something? Yes. He's the first Korean-American film actor to receive a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Who Philip An is? Yes. Yeah. He was our kick-ass Korean, right? Yes. One time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's so right. This That's is why. his oh, father. Oh, okay. okay. Daddy An. So he's, yes. Another An. And he was a Korean independence activist and one of the earliest oh. leaders of the Korean-American immigrant community in the U.S. Um, cool. His like name is Tosan. Okay. And he was born in uh, North Korea. Um, and his name fled. is Tosan, uh-huh. but he changed his name to Chang'o. That's like the Tosan is like um, what they called him. Oh, well, yeah. okay. So after he he came from North Korea and then he leaves. And comes to San Francisco with his wife in 1902, and they—I mean, they're, these are fancy people. Obviously, they came to get a, uh, go to college. 
Um, Whoa, and they were, in 1902, they went to college in America? They pursue a better education, you know? They were the first married couple to come from Korea to the mainland. So this Whoa. is like... Their That's passports, insane. Yes. Their passports from the emperor were the numbers 51 and 52. <gasps> from the emperor of Japan? No. Kojong? Kojong? Yeah. No, he's a, he's a Korean guy. He's oh. the last king of the Joseon. Oh, shit. And the first emperor of Korea. Whoa. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. 51 so, and 52. That's, that's what the Paris words were numbered. Isn't that crazy? And so he was he's, the 51st person. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he started working as an unofficial ambassador for Korea. Um, and so and unofficially. So while he... Um, was living in San Francisco. He wit he witnessed uh, two um, ginseng merchants fighting in the streets, mm. and he was um, upset by this display of incivility mm. among his fellow Koreans. And so he became one of the first leaders of the Korean American community. So he founded the Friendship Society, um, exclusively ex exclusively for Koreans in the U.S. And then he changed it to the Mutual Assistance Society. <laughs> and um, it was this is the first Korean uh, political organization in the states. It's crazy. Whoa, whoa! Um, Back in the 1900s. Yes, in early 1900s. Yes. What the fuck? That's crazy. Exactly. And then in 1900, and so he's like, and he's the first one kind of creating an establishment. And this is happening in a time where there's no precedent for this, right? Yeah. In his own home country. Trailblazer. He leaves, he leaves in 1926. He leaves from San Pedro, California by ship and goes back to Korea and never returns to the States. And wow. he basically starts an anti-Japanese activism in Korea. Like he's basically, he goes back because of the colonial Ah, uh, okay, and he gotcha. Can't, and he cannot bear to watch it, right? So he is arrested in prison by the Ooh. Japanese imperialist government at least five times. Um, he's connected in a uh, in conjunction with an assassination. Um, who was like this resident general in Korea? He was tortured and punished many times during his years of activism. He's in. He's basically five, six years after he leaves America in 1932. He's arrested in Shanghai. And um, and at this point, he's a naturalized Chinese citizen, um, and he's illegally extradited back to Korea, and uh, is sentenced to five years. And basically, um, they arrest him again in 1937, and then quote unquote due to complications from his severe illness, he was released on bail and transferred where he died. I mean, it's basically, Damn. he was beat over the course of many years. He was beaten to death, right? Yeah. Um, he is the father of not only Philip Bond, but Susan Ann and Susan Ann Cuddy, if you recall, the first, yes, Korean, yes the first married uh, Korean couple to immigrate. She joined the Navy. She's the highest, the first Asian American woman to join the U.S. Navy. That's her. That's right. They're all Isn't the same she the ones? <laughs> They're from the same family. That's a crazy family. The yes. Ahn family. Damn. The Ahn family is like Korean American royalty. Yes. I was just thinking about it as you were talking about An Chang like we there's Korean history and there's American history. But since this kind of line, there is an actual Korean American history. Yes. And that is so fucking cool. It is really. Cool. I love that. I love it too. This it was this was a very cool read, especially about this whole family. Yeah. Um you know, there is like, there's 
I maybe because I specifically love class. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like obsessed with it. It's the you reason are. why I'm into like landed gentry. I like. I mean, you, I f- yeah, you love I'm being into, fancy. Like, I love to be fancy. So yeah. like, to you be and I to- are the type of Koreans that had non-fancy parents. Yes, and that has resulted in a Han inside of us to propel us to fanciness. Yes, that's it. I mean, and also in Korean fancy, mm-hmm. because they're so classist, it didn't matter how. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter because they knew your parents right. so it wouldn't matter as opposed right. to white families if you were like, like it kind of like people were like oh you must come from a nice family but like in right. most Korean neighborhoods like everyone knew my you dad knew. they weren't going to be like oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's like oh wait what's who's your dad yeah oh yeah uh, yeah. yeah I tip I mean, him on Christmas because the, the baseline is that everyone is going to be good Right. You have Everyone to Everyone is, yeah. No one is mouthing off. No one's being bad. Right. So that's the baseline, but it's just about who your parents. And so like reading about this stuff, like I was nice to be able to engage in some of my classes, like sort of, because uh, I just think <laughs> I like English shit too. It's like, I like that sort of gentry shit. So it's like, it was cool to be able to be like, oh, there's like a version of this in That's Korean for American. me. Yes. Yes, exactly. Where we don't have to be part of like American socialites, but there yes. could be korean society class yes in america yes and we get to do it our own way and they're apparently all super accomplished i mean like this like there's no american family that's like everyone become the i mean i guess they're already the first of everything is because everyone's already white <laughs> <laughs> so they can't be the first and stuff yeah so I, I guess oh, i guess it's tough too for them, bad that for way. them. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow all right that is our show thanks for checking us out um you, if you want to read about An Chang-ho, there's a lot of great articles out there especially his whole family lauren jin check out clay cosmetics and also don't forget azuma show may 29th 6 p.m uh pacific 8 p.m central meet us on zoom you have to register on eventbrite so that we know you're not a freak uh so (laughs) (laughs) all right that's it for us thanks for joining and listening bye bye audio